three from the seven relics weekly news podcast chronicling three of your biggest news stories from the last seven days i am exhausted i am also raf kenny sincata i'm the associate editor of relics magazine it is november 1st the day after halloween known by many as one of the busiest days in the jam scene because there is so much to talk about and i'm so glad that my co-host co-pilot co-conspirator is here with me to chat all things jam and live music on this november 1st this all saints day for any of our uh catholic school refugees like myself out there ladies and gentlemen <laughs> put your hands together karina reichman hey 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 now my catholic school refugee how's it going <laughs> it's funny it's technically a holy day of obligation um although i feel obligated to feel very tired every every november oh. 1st karina how are you doing today uh you and marco just played two shows at levon helms barn up in woodstock new york so you must be feeling fresh Fresh and ferocious. Give me the rundown. How was your Halloween weekend? Sister, sister, it was great. It was lovely. It was so, uh, you know, that must be, you know, the quaintest, most wholesome venue in the country. I will go on record as saying that it is exactly that. You're just, you know, it's a magical place. It's so beautiful. It's so intimate. And the people there take the best care of you. You feel like you're in like, you know, a grandmother's kitchen and people are just, you know, smothering you with a warm pie and like, you know, it smells like cedar and it's the Hudson Valley and there's a potluck and it's just beautiful. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely a vibe up there. And, uh, this was not my first time playing. It was my second and third time playing there, but, um, always such hallowed ground as they say. And, uh, and they're right. Whoever they are, it's hallowed. It's ground. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, dripping in Levon's legacy. And it's just so cool to see, like, you know, all these gold records and a huge, like, mural of the music from Big, Big Pink and all all this stuff. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. And we did great, I, th- I would like to say. We did, uh, you know, two nights, no repeats. And that was awesome and super fun. We dug pretty deep into the Marco back catalog and, um, I had to learn a lot of songs for this Raph. I learned like, you know, Marco's first record is chock full of what I like to call the, uh, the, uh, instrumental jazz odysseys. And that's, um, when jazz odyssey is a little, uh, you know, far off from what it really is, but you know, some very deep, uh, linear, AKA non-repeating instrumental, yeah tunes in there and it was uh it was it's the benevento the benevento russo duo hangover stuff exactly exactly you see that's why they pay you the big bucks over there it's (laughs) unbelievable um so that was good and we played you know need you tonight by in excess and we played shape i'm in by the band uh on the first night and we played a tim maya tune um we played hit or miss by odetta i'm trying to think of the covers we did um among uh among lots of other things and it was super lovely and fun and uh and it was a blast though I could, we played Friday and Saturday, so I did have yesterday off and man, was I considering flying to Las Vegas, but alas, I didn't do it. And, uh, I just, I was, you know, probably the biggest loser on Halloween I've ever been. I just, I, I sat at home, I cooked dinner. I was by myself. All of my friends and lovers were <laughs> in Las Vegas <laughs> and, uh, and that's just the way it was, you know, and, uh, I'm not mad about it cause it was well needed rest for me. It was kind of, uh, you know, it was a lot up in Woodstock, uh, in saw, the best way, but it was a lot. 
I saw in Woodstock, did multiple people dress as you in the crowd? I mean, now you've made it, Karina. You're a Halloween costume. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, one gentleman at the Levon show was dressed as me and stood right behind me. I believe his name is John King. Uh, I hope I'm correct on that. And uh, please forgive me if I'm wrong. But John, thank you. It is uh, such an honor, you know, to be imitated. It's the best thing ever. But then that night, the 30th, it wasn't even Halloween. All these people were sending me photos from Vegas of like this couple dressed as me and Marco. And people were sending me selfies and all this. And I was like, holy shit, (laughs) this is so great. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty surreal. You know, what a good, uh, it's a good costume. If I do say so myself, it's pretty easily, you know, done. <laughs> what about you, Raph? You're sort of the type who dresses up, right? What did you do? What's going on with you? I'm just rambling over here. No, no. What's uh, happening? I The reason I'm so tired is my boyfriend and I went to Outside Lands yesterday, uh, but we're very lame and pretty much only went for the Tame Impala set. But we dressed as Diane and Todd from BoJack Horseman. If you ever watch BoJack Horseman, Karina? Oh my God, that is such a deep cut and I love it. I actually have seen Bojack. Absolutely. That's absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So it's funny because we did like a bonfire on Ocean Beach near Golden Gate Park with two of our friends. And it was funny because we showed up and our friends like didn't know who we were. So we were just like, oh, like we went through all this effort and like the people we're hanging out with don't even know. And then on our way to Outside Lands, a group of like teenage kids we're like, oh my God, you're Todd and Diane. And me and my boyfriend were stoked because we were like, all right, like this, clearly these young hip kids knew, know who we are. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then of course, going to Outside Lands, Tame Impala, can't complain. Tame Impala, obviously uh, the new record came out in February, 2020. Tame Impala is at the very top of their game. Mr. Kevin Parker leading the charge. Uh, they played banger after banger. You know, Elephant, Less I Know the Better, Yes, I'm Changing, which was a tour debut. Uh, I was vibing out in Golden Gate Park until the uh, the slightly late hours. And then it took like an hour for us to get home, even though we live like 15 minutes from the park, which is very much wow. me like being almost 30 and frustrated, being like, this traffic's ridiculous. <laughs> this, is <absurd. laughs> this is unbelievable. What is this? <laughs> um, but like you mentioned, Karina, like you, 99% of my friends were in Las Vegas uh, on Sunday last night, if we're recording this on the first, uh, let's, let's get into it. Karina, what's your take on fish? They played this sci-fi soldier, uh, let's say it, let's call it a costume set, a, a concept set. Uh, there was a 14 page comic book that went along with all of this new material. There was about a dozen new songs. The band was dressed up in all kinds of gear. Uh, le- let me just get your absolute, you know, surface level reaction to this Karina and from your friends on the floor. What, what's, uh, what's your takeaway? Were people stoked? Were people not stoked? What's the dealio? It seemed like people were rather stoked. I mean, I I watched it. I streamed it, you know, and uh, I almost finished set two. But alas, I told you I was being very lame and I I fell asleep. I'm not going to lie to you. Here on the the East Coast, you know, when the clock struck like, you know, 2, 10 a.m., I was just like, you know, your girl's done. So um, I love the knuckle bone broth avenue. And I think uh, egg in a hole, a clear keeper, um, among others, but no, it was awesome. I mean, you know, again, 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 like, you know, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Casvot Vox was such a huge deal, um, to, for fish, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. that it, 
it reinvigorated them. It was, you know, the idea that Trey and company are as old as they are and have been doing it as long as they have been. And they could easily just hit cruise control and be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're good. Everybody will eat it up if we play Electric Ladyland or whatever. But no, they somehow who knows when or whatever conceived of this and wrote and performed 12 new songs out of thin air, you know? And, uh, you know, one can only imagine that a few of these, maybe many of these will stay in the repertoire, much like the Cosvote Vox set did. And it's stuff like this that keeps the band young. It keeps the band on their toes. It keeps us on our toes as fans and listeners and followers. And it's, uh, it's so cool. It's really so cool. There's not, you know, again, I'm forever awed by the sheer ability to create so effortlessly and spontaneously. And it's just, it's an amazing thing. So I really enjoyed it and I enjoy it for, for sort of these more metaphysical reasons, you know, than, you know, am I rushing to turn back the set back on right now? Not necessarily, though. I will look forward to listening to it, um, a few more times, but it's more just the, the ethos, that yeah. keeps, you know, the, it, this is such a good thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, don't you find it's a good thing for them to keep doing things like this? Like, I'm not saying they should do it every, every, every Halloween because it's a huge undertaking, much bigger than covering something, you know, but, uh, I think it really does something for the band, you know? Yeah. I think it keeps the band on their toes. It keeps the fans on their toes. And I do like the, the mentality of like, the fish songbook always expanding and fish writing a bunch of songs, throwing them all against a wall and seeing what sticks, which I definitely feel like a lot of these, um, like you know, the Kasvat Vox or this or chilling, thrilling all kind of, um, you know, lend themselves to, which is like, all right, let's like throw these dozen songs out and see what actually will make it into like the fish songbook. Not to mention now these are all going to be like, five, 10 years from now when fish are still touring endlessly, it'll be like, oh man, they're playing a song from the the sci-fi soldier set. Holy shit. So it's now they're just like planting the seeds for bust outs years and years from now. I mean, it seems exciting. The art for the comic book was super cool. Uh, shout out to Harrison, who works at Relics, who immediately sent me the PDF he somehow got his hands on. Um, so I was able to skim most of that. I haven't heard the whole set, but I've heard selections so far. Uh, it seems like people were a buzz. People were having fun. It was, you know, classic fish in Vegas. And now it's funny that them coming out with like a brand new album of songs on Halloween is now the norm, as opposed to they've kind of inverted this expectation of now, like, if they were to do a Halloween show next year and cover an album, that would be a surprise and not like the norm, you know? Right. They've subver- say they've literally subverted themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, it's so interesting. I mean, I thought it was visually awesome. The costumes and the were idea- so sick. I want to know who did the costumes. Yeah. Who did the costumes? Uh, you know, when they, when they descended down, you know, from, from the ceiling or rather from space uh, in these shafts of light, if I will, um, if you will, um, that it was, it's epic. It's so it's, it's, uh, again, we're so lucky. What? Like, you know, and I, you know, I'm still in awe that you can throw all that together. Who knows how long they've been working on it, of course, but like, how'd you do that? Yeah. How'd you do that? You know, it's kind of crazy. 
And oh. I will, uh, I will, just so this isn't entirely a fawning review of the Vegas, uh, the Vegas show. I will say a couple of things uh, that I would, you know, could have been improved. Uh, maybe something that you know, maybe Fish could keep in mind. One is that I was expecting them to cover an album this year, and I was expecting them to cover an artist of color, which they have yet to do. They have never covered a woman on Halloween. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Karina, but I'm pretty sure that like all of their like full album costumes have been like David Bowie, Talking Heads, like all of these like. Not that there's anything wrong with that. All white dude rock bands. Um, so I do think that, you know, that would be a cool thing for Fish to do of like, you know, play a Stevie Wonder record, play a, you know, play a Prince record, like any of these things that would lend so well to like Fish's style, but also like give credit where credit is due as far as artists of color. So I would like to see that if there was another full album recreation, Fish kind of nodding to like their, you know, inspirations in that community would be really cool. I'll also say I heard that I need, I, as I said, I need to watch the full set. I've heard that some of these new tunes felt a little, uh, not rehearsed enough, which I mean, when, when you like conceive an entire record in secret right before you perform it, I can understand that there's like, you're going to miss some changes. So I, again, you know, taking this with a huge grain of a uh, huge rock of salt, I might say, uh, I heard they could have rehearsed a little bit more, but all that being said, uh, you know, you're never going to hear a, a too bad of a review of a fish show from myself or Karina, but very, very stoked that fish were able to do that. Uh, have you heard either of these uh, these things, Karina, that I just mentioned before we move on? Uh, sure, sure, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I don't know. To me, the the, the beauty, I, <laughs> I, I'm just going to sound like a, a total yes man if I like lay down what I'm about to say. But you know, y'all, y'all gather what I'm about to say. And, uh, you know, I, yes, I've heard, I've certainly heard all of the above. And I agree. I agree with what you've laid out, Raft, certainly. And I'd love to see a person of color or a woman get covered, of course. And, uh, but more importantly, like, I feel like when they're doing this sort of like, you know, these undertakings, like we're saying, this is a huge undertaking. And what we go to, I don't know, for me personally, when I go to fish and what I love about the band is the risks, you know, the mm-hmm. fact that it's not perfect. That's the whole thing. Like what other band would even think of doing this? None, because you can't perfect it. And most people are way too self-conscious and neurotic and paranoid to give you a half-baked show or idea or whatever. And this was an incredibly, you know, well-realized concept that was, you know, executed, I would argue rather masterfully with, you know, nobody cares if they miss a change. I mean, maybe, you know, some people you talk to care a little bit more than I do, but to me, it's just about the overall feeling and the overall thing. And it's kind of incredible, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of in uh, the beloved. Oh, we have flash. a special. We we might have a special guest. Holy, I have a guy who was there. Oh, here hold we on. Go. Here we go. Mr. Isaac Sloan just walked in the door, and uh, you know, I think he has a take for us. Yo, Raph. Yo, what up, Isaac? How you doing, bud? What's up? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're actually we're talking fish, Vegas, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Isaac Sloan, a, a scholar in the world of fish. Just got off the plane. I just, just got, got off the plane. plane. What's your take on this uh, this sci-fi soldier set? We're, we're saying, of course, inspirational, incredible. The band comes out with a dozen new songs. Did this? Did the songs feel re- rehearsed enough, or did or was it you know an on-the-fly performance that felt inspired? You know, Raph, I thought it was so rehearsed, and there was something about the attentive quality of the audience. The people were just there, feet feet moving. 
but also planted on the ground in, in reverence and uh, awe and excitement about what the band was doing. I really just thought that there was, uh, it was really a kind of entertaining and um, interesting set of music. I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Did you win any money in the casino? I went, yes, Warrior Perry. Shout out to Warrior Perry. Taught me how to play blackjack, and I won. I got away with 180 bucks. There you oh. go. Oh, yeah, I did all right for a God, first time. First the, time you're in the minority, my dude. Most people walk away from Vegas very poor. So good for you, bud, and glad to hear from you. Feeling feeling good right now. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, a pleasure, Isaac. Ladies and gentlemen, Isaac Sloan. Hey. All right. Don't we love an impromptu sit-in on the podcast? The man on the floor, he just came home. <laughs> he was there. You see, he w- he thought it was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, you know, again, if we wanted a perfectly well-rehearsed band, we'd go see, uh, you know, Pat Metheny. You know what I'm saying? Like, True. that's not, uh, it's not what we're looking for here. We're looking for magic, and magic is found in imperfection. So, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere in the jam scene, widespread panic in New Orleans. So, you know, I'm a regular spreadhead, so I must note the band debuted a new original down in New Orleans called Halloween Face. Uh, naturally, we're debuting it on Halloween. Also, debut covers of David Bowie's Life on Mars. Uh, the Radiators zigzagging through the ghost land. The Radiators, of course, being a beloved band in New Orleans. Uh, local legends, some might say. And they also debuted a cover of R.E.M.'s Feeling Gravity's Pull, uh, which is interesting enough. Last time Widespread Panic played the UNO Arena down in New Orleans. Uh, Mike Mills of REM sat in with them. So the last time they played a run on that stage, REM sat in. This year, they play an REM cover for the first time. Uh, Karina, there's something special about Panic in New Orleans, and this is no different. I can only imagine, and you've uh, you've you've been there to tell the tale. I just feel like I might I might die, you know. Just <laughs> the vibe, vibe would be overload. It's a it vibe. seems like the a UNO vibe. arena is just. I mean, it, it's incredible. When I say mayhem, I mean I'm, I'm curious. Like obviously, post COVID, things might be different. But when I was there in 2019, it was definitely crazy. People drinking, things were people different. Smoking, people dancing, people getting down. Uh, my brother and I were dressed as the Robinsons, Chris and Rich. Um, and this was before the Black Crows got back together. So he dresses them. And then like a month later, the Crows announced they were getting back together. And we were just like, did we do that? Full Steve, that? Full Steve Urkel. Like, did I do that? Did I do that? Wow. Well, I like the date, the REM debut. You know, I think that's awesome. Because, of course, that is a, a nod to their fellow Athens brethren. You know, this is uh, it's a beautiful thing that that it's, uh, I don't know. I love it. I love it. Life on Mars. You gotta love it. You gotta love the radiators. That is some new Orleans shit right there. And that's, I mean, I'm sure everybody who was there had a hooting hollering of a time and perhaps, uh, would be unable to record a podcast today. What do you think, Raph? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) I I literally went to like one hour long set last night and I was, I'm just like, God, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Like I can't even imagine three nights of panic, which I have done, but I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, moving There's something out- about it. <laughs> moving elsewhere on the map, uh, 
back out here in uh, my state of California now, uh, down at the Hollywood Bowl in L.A., Dead & Company played their own Halloween show. Interestingly enough, Karina, if you look at the set list here, not too many Halloween tunes from the Dead. Like, the Dead didn't even play Werewolves in London, which is pretty much like a standby cover for them on Halloween weekend. Um, but the sure. biggest news coming out of the Dead & Co. show was that mid-show, Bill Kreutzman actually had to leave, I believe, uh, and Jay Lane stepped in. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Oof. I'm pretty sure Bill played like the beginning of the show. Uh, yeah, exactly. Bill had said uh, on Twitter, like, I'm okay and was sad to miss the end of last night. I wasn't feeling well and the show must go on. I returned to the road a little too soon and I need more rest, so I'll be back full steam ahead to jam with you in Mexico. I can't wait. Of course, Dead & Company playing their Mexico run. Uh, they're playing in the Sand event, I think, early 2022. Uh, yeah, Jay Lane, absolute hero here, Karina, just ready to be tapped in at any moment. God, yeah, like we said last time, I mean, it's unbelievable. He's just like, I, you know, put me in, coach, put me in, and, and and he's good to go, you know? But of course, we here at Three from the Seven send our love to Billy and hope, you know, it's uh, it's a good reminder, you know? Like, sometimes you, like, feel halfway better, and you're like, oh, I'm good, and then you, like, just prolong the thing that's ailing you, you know, sometimes you got to rest, man. You can't cheat the body. You can't cheat the soul. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta give it the rest it needs sometimes. So hopefully he's doing all right and takes all the time he needs to recover and uh, be back at it in Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. And then kind of wrapping up our Halloween coverage here, Karina, Government Mule uh, played all of At Fillmore East by the Almond Brothers at their mule Oween celebration. And I will say that the set I kind of want to talk about, very cool that Mule played at, Fil at Fillmore East, of course, Warren Haynes having all of his, you know, background with the Almond Brothers themselves. But I will say the one thing I really want to talk about is Goose. Uh, Goose, of course, being the uh, the rising stars of the jam scene, one of the few bands that actually, you know, increase their following through COVID. Uh, Goose played an entire Austin Powers show in Worcester, Massachusetts. Karina, they they played all the songs. They played the Austin Powers theme, a.k.a. Soul Bossa Nova. Uh, they were dressed as a, a Dr. E Rick was dressed as Dr. Evil. Peter was dressed as Austin. Uh, I mean, is it just me? or like, I just love Austin Powers, so I'm like, God, I would have loved to have been at that show. <laughs> oh, you and me both. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, for folks of our... Um, age and stage uh you know that was a big moment culturally back in the day i mean you know i remember watching gold member on aol videos on demand on channel 1000 on time warner cable and i must have watched it and watched it and watched it maybe a hundred times when it came out i knew every line and uh needless to say yes raf you and i had we been there would have been getting down like our planes were going down. This is so fun. This is too good. And also just recently, uh, for, you know, for our, for our very deep Austin Powers fans that are listening, uh, if you recall, there's the one song, which I don't know if they played the baby say yeah, at the baby say they didn't play any Ming T material, which is Austin Powers. Oh. Band, so I don't believe they played that or they didn't play daddy wasn't there. I don't know if you know that one. No. <laughs> Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> like, daddy, Dude. daddy wasn't there. Take me to. Well, how about, oh yeah, totally. How about from the moment I heard Frau say I had a clone, so I knew that, that I'd be safe because yeah, yeah, I yeah. never <laughs> leave. <laughs> they did, they did just I the would two of us. crush that. 
they did just the two of us complete with the Dr. Evil rap done by Rick uh, in full uh, Dr. Evil regalia. Uh, definitely, oh. if I wasn't at Fish, I would have wanted to have been at this uh, this Goose Austin Powers show. Uh, and then Karina, I really like that. I, I was hoping to get a, a Harry Styles recap from you. I thought you were going to see Harry Styles at the Garden on Halloween. You know, it was so close, Raph. It was so close. And by close, I mean it was uh, I was faced with myself and I was like, okay, Karina, here's where we're at. You can spend an exorbitant amount of money on a Harry Styles ticket, or you cannot do that. And you can stay home and you can just chill the fuck out after two beautiful, intimate, magical nights at Levon's. Um, and I chose the latter, Raph. I chose the latter. I was just like, you know what? It just, it just ain't worth it. I mean, it was probably worth it if I had done it. I would be singing a different tune. But, uh, you know, I, I feel very blessed in my life to go to so, so, so many concerts. And, like, you know, I, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of amazing stuff I get to see living in the city. And this was one that I just wasn't going to make. You know what I mean? I just wasn't going to do it. And uh, it's okay. It's okay. okay. You can't make them all. You really so can't make true. them all. But I'm sure Harry Ween was fantastic. Shout out to our boy. <laughs> and uh, the Beneventos were very upset that I didn't make it over there because they recently went and saw Harry Styles at the Garden, had a magical experience. And I, you know, I will be seeing him at the Garden again. Don't you even worry about it. I will be there with bells on. Um, it just wasn't in the cards this time around. That's awesome. I know uh, Harry Styles has taken to calling out like dads in the crowd when like it's a clearly like a row of dads who are there with their daughters. And it would have been funny if he <laughs> called out Marco because Marco Benevento himself was a dad at a Harry Styles show. Absolutely. As was Trey at the same exact show. I mean, it's pretty funny. That's uh, it's a pretty strong jam band showing of dads, you know? <laughs> well, uh, I'm, so sure, good. I'm sure there's plenty of other Halloween shows that we've missed here, but definitely want to give everybody a little bit of recap of what's going on in the wide world of jams, the wide world of jams. Uh, <laughs> the worldwide the web worldwide of jams. web <laughs> of whistling whippoorwills. Uh, Whippoorwillies. Clearly, what? I am... <laughs> you know okay goodbye have a bye everybody <laughs> follow us on instagram at three from the seven email us raf and karina at gmail.com three from the seven is brought to you by relics media group our producer producer is will schwert our audio engineer is sam lazarev karina i'm gonna throw it over to you tell the people what's going on and bid them adieu yo my people yo it's been an absolute thrill a pleasure uh this is great wow we even uh we have our friend isaac sloan to thank for the little recap a person who was actually there on the scene in las vegas uh this has been a treat and a delight and raf i love you more than i could ever tell you <laughs> and except i'll tell you right now i love you so much oh my god it's crazy it's not even normal but i cannot wait to talk to you next week on air i'm sure i'll talk to you otherwise off air this week and uh, i'm wishing all of our Lovely listeners, a fantastic week, and I hope they recover well from uh, many of these Halloween shows that I'm sure they were at, or hope they recover well from a night at home like I had. Take care, everybody. <laughs> exactly. And not make it. And not make it. Um, <laughs> cheers to all and to all a good night. Be good. Happy November and cheers. Bye. Absolutely. Bye. Stream Karina's music and go see Marco on tour and go see Karina on tour and subscribe to Relics. Bye. Bye.